And as we turn our eyes upon Jesus, let's just come to him in prayer now as we listen to his word to us this morning. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are not only the Lord, our Savior, and our teacher. Thank you that you are also our guide, our instructor. I pray, Lord, that you will speak to us clearly now through your word. And Lord, give us ears to hear what you are speaking into each one of our lives this morning. In your powerful name, we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, now our reading this morning is from the depths of the Old Testament. It's from that wonderful, wonderful book called Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 27. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 27. And if you have your Bible, well worth looking it up. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. And verse 21 in Proverbs 4. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. Well, it's a great joy to be with you and Fermanagh Christian Fellowship this morning. And uh, to all who are watching and listening, a warm, warm welcome. And isn't it a privilege on this beautiful, beautiful morning? Well, it certainly is in Enniskillen and in Northern Ireland, I think, the whole of it. But wherever you are in the world, on this beautiful morning, what a privilege to worship the Lord together. And whether you've had your vaccination or you're still waiting for your vaccination, let us just hear what God is wanting to say to us this morning. And talking about vaccinations, I had a friend who sent me a little story this morning of a, an older man who just had his vaccination and he was driving home from the vaccination center and his vision was totally blurred and he couldn't see properly and he nearly went off the road a couple of times and eventually, wonderfully, he got safely home and he phoned the vaccination centre immediately to say that he'd had terrible after effects of the vaccination and his vision was blurred and he nearly crashed the car and should he go to the hospital or to contact his GP? And the vaccination said, no sir, you should come back here immediately because you forgot your glasses. Well, that can happen sometimes, can't it? I suppose some of us would call it a senior moment. 
But, you know, whether we've had the vaccination or not, we've had this period that we referred to as lockdown for almost a year now. And it's had its own particular challenges. And I think many people have found we've been watching screens more often than maybe we usually do. And certainly there's a lot of television watching going on. And one of the most popular programs that was on again last night is called The Voice. And one of the things I've been thinking of during this whole time of lockdown is actually we live in a culture today that hasn't just one voice, but many, many voices. All around the world, there are so many voices that people hear and are listening to. Indeed, let's be honest, sometimes inside our own heads, there's all sorts of conflicting voices going on. We're hearing different things. I honestly believe we live in a culture that could be called a culture of voices. And all of them are clamoring for our attention. Some of them want our money. Some want our time. Some want to change our shopping habits. Some indeed want our very souls. But since the beginning of time, it has been the same. There have been different voices. But I think one of the differences is today, those voices are relentless, endless, constantly bombarding us. And now it's not just when we're in the presence of someone that we hear a voice. No, TV, social media, mobile phones, the internet, there are a multitude of voices, all bombarding us. Sadly, so many channels are communicating voices that are hurtful rather than helpful. They give us false hopes rather than genuine ones. Ask anybody who's been the object of a scam recently and maybe lost thousands of pounds. What they had promised was quite frankly criminal, a false promise. They ended up with a nightmare rather than the dream they had expected. Disaster rather than wonderful delight. And so, so often, the voices that people listen to in our culture today are fake news rather than good news. I remember some years ago, my wife and I were driving home late one night and we were listening to Radio 5 and there was a fascinating, in fact, one of the best interviews I've ever heard in my life. And it was with a middle-aged man who'd had a terrific job, great salary, wonderful wife, wonderful family, beautiful home. Everything was going for him. And innocently, one evening, he responded to one of the ads that frequently came up on his computer screen about placing a bet. He had never betted or gambled in his whole life. But that night, he made a fatal mistake. He listened to the voice inviting him to gamble, and it got worse and worse. He did it again and again and again. And before he knew it, he was totally addicted. He lost his home. He owed more money than he could ever pay back. He kept it hidden from his wife from a long, long time. He lost her, his family, 
everything went. And all because he had listened to the wrong voice. Not the voice of wisdom. Rather, the voice of total folly. And in his own admission, he was a total fool. If only he had done what the book of Proverbs teaches. What was that first verse we read? Proverbs 4, verse 20. God speaks through his servant. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Where do we find God's words? We find God's words in this book, the Bible. This is God's word for people of every nation and every generation. And if this book is anything, let me tell you, it is a book that is full of wisdom. And one of the wisest things we can ever do is listen to what God says in his word. Heed what he says, obey what he says, and put his words into practice. In this book, God reveals himself as the father of what? The father of wisdom. And this book is full of genuine, not fake, genuine, life-changing wisdom. The book of Proverbs that we read from is roughly in the middle of the Old Testament. And what is it all about? It's all about wisdom, about being wise. It's a collection of sayings from different people, wise people, including King Solomon. And what was King Solomon famous for? Wisdom. Make no mistake about it. These Proverbs, written several thousand years ago, relate so accurately and helpfully to your life and my life today in 2021. Let me give you a few examples. Do any of the following themes relate to your life and mine today? Decision-making. We're at a crossroads time. Anybody identify with that? We all do at certain times in our life. We are at a crossroads having to make a major decision about which way we go, which job we take, who we choose to have friends with, who we marry, do we stay single, what do we do? There is so much in this book of Proverbs about decision-making, choices, sorrow, bereavement. Anybody ever experience bereavement? We all do. It's part of life. Friends and friendship. Work and leisure, life and lifestyles, success and failures, words we speak. Are they helpful? Are they hurtful? Are they constructive? Are they destructive? Attitudes we adopt, things that encourage people and build people up, other things that will discourage people and tear them apart and pull them down. Love, lust, marriage, the temptation to have an affair. It's all here in the book of wisdom. And again and again, God is saying to us, choose the way of wisdom, not the road to ruin. Any bells ringing here? Of course there are. This book is so up to date in many ways. 
these words in verse 20 summarize what your response should be and what my response should be to God's word. Pay attention to what he says. Hear what he says. Heed what he says. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Too often, because we don't do that, we end, out, we end up missing out and messing up. Why? Because we've listened to the wrong voices. We now even have a voice called Alexa. Oh, I came across a brilliant little video recently that we're going to watch together now. And if only this man had listened to his Alexa, just watch and enjoy. Starting this year, Toyota and Lexus luxury models will come with Amazon Alexa. Turning on AC. Finally, a virtual assistant to help you navigate. Alexa, where's the nearest gas station? Nearest gas station in 1.5 miles. And to help maintain your vehicle. Alexa, order more brake pads. Ordering new brake pads, although maybe if you didn't stop so close to the car in front of you. I left plenty of room. You drive too aggressively. If you were just quiet for two seconds, two seconds. She'll talk to you literally the entire Entire time you're driving. I think you should have turned back there. I know where I'm going! Hi, you know why I pulled you over? No, officer. Because we were driving 72 miles per hour in a 45 mile per hour zone. Anything else I should know? Two miles back, we rolled through a stop sign without coming to a complete stop. Also, there are illegal fireworks in the truck. Sir, I'm gonna just step out of the car, please. Amazon Alexa. You'll never get away from it. Isn't that brilliant? You know, the policeman heard everything from Alexa, the driver of the car trying to cover up. If only he had paid attention. But hey, listen, far, far more important than paying attention to the voice of Alexa is paying attention to the voice of the Lord. And a really important question I have for you and me this morning in the light of this teaching is simply this. Who are you and I listening to in our heads and in our lives? Honestly, are we listening to God's voice? The voice of the Father of wisdom? Is his voice the top priority in your life and in my life? You know, things began to go wrong at the very beginning of creation when Adam and Eve refused to listen to the voice of God. Wasn't that question asked, did God say the doubts were being sown? Did God really say this? You don't really need to pay attention to that. If only Adam and Eve had chosen differently, if they'd only listened to the voice of God rather than the voice of the evil one. And don't you and I do the same, honestly? And the end of the road of not listening to God is disaster. The road to hell isn't just paved with good intentions. It's marked by people not listening to the voice of the Lord. Not doing what he says, disobeying his word. I've been asked so many times in recent months, what do you think 
God is saying to us in this pandemic and this time of coronavirus? What do you think God is saying? It's a great question. Well, do you know one of the things I passionately believe God is saying? God is saying to you, to me, and to the whole world, three words. Listen to me. Listen to me. Are we listening to the voice of God? You know that wonderful story of the transfiguration that's in several of the Gospels. And do you remember the voice from heaven came? Peter, James, and John were on the mountaintop with Jesus. Most amazing experience they would never forget. And what did the voice from heaven speak loud and clear? Listen to him. The Father is saying, not just to those disciples, but to the whole world, to us today, listen to what Jesus says. Pay attention to his word. Are we paying attention, honestly? One of our nieces, when she was a little girl and her mom and dad would correct her, guide her, as parents do with young children, when she didn't like what they were saying, do you know what she would do? She'd respond like this. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. And you know, I often think, isn't that ex exactly the picture of how you and I respond to the voice of God sometimes? We are not listening. I am convinced there is someone watching this morning, listening in, and you know in the very core of your being that God has been speaking to you in recent weeks and months. You know exactly what he's saying and asking you to do, and we're not doing it. Or we know he's asking us to stop doing something. And we're not stopping. I plead with you. And I challenge myself. Please listen to what God is saying. Pay attention, to use the words from Proverbs. Pay attention. Turn our ears to his words. Obey and go his way. Do you remember Jesus washed the disciples' feet? Do you remember what he said at the end of that when he was teaching them? He said, now that you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. If you do them. In other words, it's not just enough to know. We need to put it into practice. It's not just to hear God's word in the sense of we hear it. No, the hearing biblically means we apply it. It's applied to our hearts and lives so that we change. Again, I mean, Jesus emphasized this again and again. Remember the story he told of the wise man and the foolish man? The wise man built his house on the rock, the foolish man on the sand, the storms came. One fell flat, demolished, the other stood firm. And what was the lesson Jesus was teaching? Well, listen to what he says. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. 
But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. Friends, you and I will hear many voices clamoring for our attention. And we respond by making choices. And God is saying to us, make a wise choice. Do not be a fool. That is what Jesus is emphasizing here, and he does it again and again. We can be like the driver of that car, didn't listen to the voice of Alexa. Far more seriously, we can end up in disaster because we don't choose wisdom by listening to the voice of God. God wants us to do some soul-searching this morning. Who am I listening to? Am I living a life of putting his words into practice? Or am I resisting and ignoring and keeping God at a distance? God this morning comes to us in love and he says with compassion, pay attention. I love you. Hear what I'm saying. Make the wise choice. At this time in your life and in mine, 21st of February, 2021, what kind of choices are we making, honestly? Wise or foolish? Last Sunday was Valentine's Day, wasn't it? A day when we think of choices people make. I love the story of the Bellamina man who never quite got round to proposing to his uh, girlfriend. They went out for 30 years and she was getting a wee bit frustrated that he hadn't proposed. They went out every Tuesday night, Thursday night and Saturday night. But he never chose to propose and after 30 years and her frustration she says, Wally John, do you not think it's about time we got married, hey? He says, I suppose that's right, Mary Jane, but what would we do on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays, eh? He couldn't make the wise choice and go ahead and marry that beautiful woman. And sometimes we make these foolish choices. We don't embrace the wisdom. Someone sent me this week uh, a conversation between a husband and a wife, and the husband said to the wife, darling, Just embrace your mistakes. And he said, she came and hugged me. Well, I suppose she said it all, didn't she? We all make mistakes, but we can make a choice to start living a different way, the Jesus way. That is the wisest choice we'll ever make. Look at verse 23 in Proverbs 4. What is the most important thing, according to this writer? What is to be our greatest priority? Well, what does verse 23 say? Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. I have to be honest and say, this is a verse that has been a very, very special verse for me in my life. It's high octane priority. He says, above all else, like this is so important, it's above all else, do what? Guard your heart. 
All of our hearts are Christ-shaped. And it's only when Christ fills our hearts that we begin discovering the true purpose for which we were created. When he becomes Lord of our lives, we start living the way God wants us to live. Everything we do, everything we are, everything we say flows from where? The heart. That's what Proverbs says. That's what Jesus teaches. It's out of the heart that the mouth speaks. That's why we're to guard it. The heart is foundational. As someone put it, and this is so good, the heart is the reservoir, and change must begin there. If the reservoir is polluted, it's no good fixing the pipes and valves. We have to get to the source. And the heart is the source. Is your heart connecting with the heart of God? Is mine? We're to guard our heart, and we want Christ to fill our hearts. You know, again and again, the Bible warns against a double heart, a hard heart, a proud heart, an unbelieving heart, a cold heart, an unclean heart. We know all about these things, but God wants our hearts filled with Christ, filled with himself. You see, the reality is that if jealousy and resentment fill our hearts, then bitter words will flow from our mouths. If selfish greed fills our hearts, we will trample over other people to get what what we want. If hatred for other people fills our hearts, then hurtful words will flow from our lips. If lust fills our hearts, we will go where we shouldn't. We'll walk where we shouldn't. We'll watch what we shouldn't. And sex will not be the beautiful thing in our lives that God created it to be. Is it any wonder God says through his word, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Look, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. And where do we fix our gaze? Right or the Hebrews? Hebrews gets it right. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. We've just been singing, turn your eyes upon Jesus. That's exactly what our call is to do. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. Keep focused on Christ. So what is it? fills your heart and mind. What is it is determining the way we live our lives? Is Christ the center, the number one priority? Are we paying attention to him? In lockdown, have we been experiencing breakdown because we're not fixing our eyes on Jesus and paying attention to what he says? Do you know one of the many reasons why I want Christ to be Lord of my heart and my life? I'll tell you why. Because he is a God who loves me and gave himself for me. Like the Apostle Paul, I never can get over that fact. That Jesus, the Son of God, would love me and come to earth and lay down his life for me on a cross The sinless, 
for the sinner. The Savior for the one who has sinned again and again. And he did that for you and for me because he loves us. Do you know, I'm excited at what God is doing during these days of breakdown, of lockdown. The cross of Christ is changing lives all over the world. Let me just share as I finish a wonderful story that a pastor shared with me recently. Here in Ireland, a friend, a man he knew, he didn't know him very well, but they'd had some conversations. And he drives lorries the whole length of Ireland. And one day, my friend, a few months ago, got a phone call from this man. He said, I have to talk to you. And he told him exactly where he was, way down south of Dublin. He said, I've driven on this road many times, and I always look at the three wind turbines on the hill over from this road. But he said, today when I looked, I could only see three crosses. He said, God is doing something. God is speaking to me. I've, I've had to pull in the lorry at the side of the road. I'm so impacted. I'm thinking about the cross and what Jesus did for me. He said to my friend, he said, I cannot leave here without getting saved. And over the phone, my friend led him to Christ. And as they say in Belfast, he's a changed man. He has never been the same since. Hallelujah. Given his life to Jesus. Made the wisest choice of his whole life. And I can tell you here and there, he does not regret it. Do you see what he did for the first time in his life? He paid attention to what God was saying to him. And he will never be the same again. Hallelujah. With this I finish. When my friend told me that story, it brought a memory back to me of a song I used to sing years ago when I could sing. It was called The Three Wooden Crosses. All about the crucifixion of Jesus. And it went something like this. There were three wooden crosses on that hillside. And three different people were to die. There were two who deserved their execution. But the third took the place of you and I. In the midst there hung Christ, the son of David, the one sacrifice for all mankind. On each side hung a murderer and a robber, men who were paying for their crime. And of course, you know what happened. One of those men turned to Christ and received forgiveness and heard those words from the lips of Jesus. Today, you will be with me in paradise. The other continued to reject and resist and refuse to own Jesus as Lord. And this is how the song finishes. On which side of Calvary's cross are you? On which side of Calvary's cross are you? Because here we have a picture of the world Divided by Jesus, there are those who believe in him, who have repented, who trust him, who own him as Lord and Savior of their lives. Wise, the path of wisdom is what they're walking. There are those who are foolish, and they just keep resisting and refusing. 
on which side of Calvary's cross are we this morning? I honestly believe you know God is speaking to you. There's somebody in particular this morning, and you know this is your morning. This is to be your birthday, a new birthday. And so for you, I'm going to finish with a prayer of commitment and surrender to Jesus. And if you know you're that person, I invite you to join with me in praying this prayer. And would others just pray for those who now are going to give their lives to Jesus. Let's just pray. And I'm going to pray this prayer of commitment slowly, just phrase by phrase, giving you time to repeat these words after me. And please only pray this prayer if we really really mean it. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you for speaking to me so clearly. Lord Jesus, I am sorry for my sin. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Lord, with all my heart, I want to turn away from my sin. I want to follow you. Come into my heart and life now, I pray. And help me to follow you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. And Lord Jesus, I pray your blessing on each person who has prayed that prayer today. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Use them for your glory and help them to love, obey, and serve you for the rest of their lives. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen.